This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, I'm Rich Bradbury, and welcome to the all new Resource Centre, your one stop shop to help build and scale your business, where you'll get to learn from industry experts and experienced practitioners how to power your growth, better develop and manage talent, build your brand, and much more. Now, Malaysia's dynamic economy and its position as a growing hub for various industries influence the remuneration strategies of companies based in this country. These strategies need to be tailored to meet the demands of a diverse workforce and a competitive regional market. Understanding these nuances is crucial for businesses operating in Malaysia to ensure their compensation packages are both competitive within the ASEAN region and aligned with local employment standards and expectations. The Mercer 2023 Malaysia Total Remuneration uh, Remuneration Survey provides a comprehensive analysis of the current compensation and benefit trends in Malaysia. This report would be useful to HR professionals and business leaders in understanding the remuneration landscape, helping them make informed decisions when developing effective compensation strategies to attract and retain top talent in their organizations. And speaking with us today on the insights into salary structure market competitiveness and emerging trends in employee uh, remuneration is Koi Gim Soon, market leader of Mercer Malaysia. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Richard. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Before we get on, uh, folks listening at home, if you have any thoughts, uh, you can WhatsApp our U-Mobile number at 018-789-8899 or reach us on X. We are at BFM Radio. Let's just get started then. Uh, can you give us a summary or like a, an executive overview, I guess, about the 2023 Malaysia Total uh, Remuneration Survey? Sure, sure. Thanks a lot, Richard. I think... Um, uh Good news. I think Malaysia has been projected um, positive salary outlook uh, with an increase of about average 5.1% um, across industry um, for 2024. Um, I think key takeaways that we do have is for future focus that we have for 2024 is projected to be about 5.1. Current 2023 uh, years completed, we have actually seen industries that is actually um, showing good growth, you know, from a mm. previous in 2022 event and this is actually led by energy and also high-tech industry um, with a good salary movement about 6.5 percent and 6.1 percent respectively fantastic news so uh, everybody talking about salary has been stagnant it's not necessarily the case yep definitely i think um year on year um, salary movement has been uh, progressive at least for malaysia market yeah. um, even during um, the pandemic year well, I guess uh, increment still takes place. It's mm. just uh, slightly slower in comparison to um, many more years um, prior to the pandemic. Take, it took a dip about 4 uh, percentage um, compared to a historical data on Malaysia's salary movement of uh, average 5% mm. uh, pre-pandemic. Mm-mm. Can you kind of uh, give us an idea of the total number of organisations that participated in this survey? Oh, definitely. I think um, we do have a total of 668 um, organizations that have participated in our survey. Mm. And uh, well, out of 668, predominantly, I, I would say majority of them are all MNCs, multinationals. Okay. 
And now, obviously, when when something comes out like this, people want to be want to understand the kind of methodology that you used. Uh, so, what did you use, and how did you? Uh, what kind of methodology did you use to gather, to analyze, and to verify the accuracy of of, of data for this report? Because obviously, that's something that people would be interested in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Mercer has a, a global standard of um, IP on how we actually do data gathering. Right. So uh, we, we actually go through predominantly two layers. We, we actually leverage on AI yeah. to help us um, um, do the first layer data gathering. So this is where we actually help clients to rectify and also to identify a certain patterns. So when they actually go into the system, mm. they would be prompted um, with AI um, suggestions on things that they've actually going to be input. So for instance, if they are actually matching this job to the wrong code or a job, uh, wrong title, the AI would actually prompt them to actually ask them, you know, is this um, what you're actually um, inputting? Is, is this what you mean? Even with a lot more um, data that we, we actually collect from clients, all this will be prompted at the first layer. Okay. Subsequently, um, there will be a team that um, that will be consolidating, uh, looking into this from a global, regional, and even local perspective, that they will actually consolidate all these AI um, filtered results through. And then they will actually go through another layer of uh, verification, working with each um, country consultants to verify again. Mm. Subsequently, each of the local consultants would also be working with clients respectively on a personal basis to actually check on each of the data that has been uh, marked as um, questionable or there are verification that is actually needed. Right. It sounds to me like the, you've got the AI, you know, doing most of the heavy lifting and it kind of makes me wonder how difficult it must have been without the help of AI. Yep, yep. Um, I guess in the past, there were a lot more um, heavy lifting that were actually done by consultants by yeah. themselves. They, they go through a very detailed um, filtering, also data verification process that ha- have now been actually put onto the AI platform, which actually makes things more effective and yeah. also uh, much more time efficient. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so can you describe some of the challenges that are associated with measuring market pay trends as you've outlined in the report? Oh, well, I guess um, wouldn't wouldn't mark it as challenges, but some of the observations that we have actually seen would be database expansion would be something that we we observe year to year. Um, however, um, we do have a methodology that is in place to ensure that any additional or uh, any additional industries or um, clients into the database doesn't jeopardize the core results because we do have. Uh, an equal weightage for each organization, be it large, small, or medium size, that is actually input into the database. So while we ensure the consistency is actually there, we also incorporate and take into consideration you know, new industry practice. We even dive down into a general market um, sentiment and then each industry focus, we also do a detailed analysis for all this. Mm. Let's have a look at that then. I mean, which industry uh, super sectors had the highest representation in the 2023 survey? And on top of that, how does Malaysia differ from our neighboring countries? And how do the industries and sectors differ? Great, great questions. Thanks a lot, Richard. I think um, Mercer predominantly works with a lot of high-tech and FMCG um, organizations and also uh, manufacturing-based organizations. 
So all of these are actually classified as, well, super sectors is actually the main industries that we work with. Yeah. And um, sectors would be a subsector within the super sector. So it could be a manufacturing plant. It could be a sales and marketing outfit. So that would be something that we work with. Uh, I mean, an industry that we work with a lot. Um, how are we differing with, um, I guess, neighboring countries? To be honest, we are actually progressing, um, um, developing very similarly to other uh, neighboring countries within Southeast Asia. And specifically, I think when we look into Singapore, it's a more mature market. Yeah. Uh, but we are all actually um, still considered as developing market with very progressive outlook and active um, focus into looking into all these remuneration initiatives. Mm. Lovely. Okay, let's just take a short break here. Folks, if you're listening at home, tell us what you think over on our WhatsApp number 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. And today we're talking about the Mercer 2023 Malaysia Total Remuneration Survey provides an analysis of the current compensation and benefits trends here in Malaysia. Speaking with us is Kwe Gim Soon, market leader of Mercer Malaysia, sharing insights into salary structures, market competitiveness and emerging trends in employment remuneration. We'll be right back here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Bagi free minum, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Resource Center, your one-stop shop for strategies, tactics, and tools to better build, scale, and manage your business. I'm Rich Bradbury. Today, we're talking about the Mercer 2023 Malaysia Total Remuneration Survey that provides an analysis of the current compensation and benefit trends here in Malaysia. I'm speaking with Kwe Gim Soon, the market leader of Mercer Malaysia, sharing insights into salary structures, market competitiveness, and emerging trends in employee uh, remuneration. Okay, um, now let's move on then. What are the key economic indicators for Malaysia in 2022 and 2023, would you say? Well, I guess um, when we look into key indicators, it's usually GDP, inflation and unemployment rate. So we actually do observe a rather stable forecast for 2024 in comparison to 2023, right. where we have also stabilized a lot from 20, year 2022 to 2023, looking into a very um, stable GDP number at about 4.5%, inflation about 3.1% in 2024, and unemployment rate of about 35 which is rather stable in comparison to 2023. Now, talk to me a little bit about the implications of the evolving nature of jobs as considered in the survey's International Position Evaluation, IPA, Standard Evaluations. What, what is the IPA in the first place, uh, IPE rather, in the first place? And why is it important? Yeah, great question, uh, Richard. I think um, um, just to clarify, I think um, there are two types of evaluations that we look into. So in essence, we call it job evaluation as well. Basically, it's about a sizing of a job. So two types that we talk about, one standard, another one is customized evaluation. So the standard evaluation is what all clients um, use in remuneration survey, as we talked about, and it's actually one consistent uh, measurement used globally. So all our clients would be on the same platform where we would actually have um, an evaluation that has been crafted for each of these jobs um, available in our job library. So all of our clients would go into the platform, extract um, similar job nature within the same job evaluation that we have. Okay. Now, what insights did the report provide on the overall market salary trends for 2023 and compared to 2022? 
I think the key takeaways that we can actually see from the report on overall market salary trends are three things. So, of course, the incremental value, salary value. Yeah. So the increment at average of 5.1%. Another key thing is that all employers and employees are looking for would be also bonus projection. Yeah. So I think this would be something that we are happy to report an average of about 2.2 months on average across all industries. And one interesting part that a lot of leaders are also taking into consideration and close to their heart is the relevancy of some of these benefits changes post-pandemic. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about the pandemic. We'll come to that maybe in a little while. Just before we take another break, what are some of the changes that you observed in base salary and total compensation for different job categories and career streams? Well, I guess um, from here we do have, we actually observe stable progressive salary growth as mentioned. So it has been progressive um, and, and it's on a healthy range in comparison even to cross-industry, comparing to even neighboring countries, we are actually on a healthy trend. Um, if we look into different job categories, a lot of organizations has embarked onto a new, um, well, not, not new, well, embarked on a more creative way of employment. So we do have um, office base, we have hybrid workforce, we have work from home. Yeah, and, and, and different um, job employment type that we have, like gig mm. workforce and stuff. But what we've actually observed is it's on a rather stable salary perspective. Um, reward scheme would definitely vary on a different arrangement. And if we are looking into different job functions, clearly it would have a different uh, rewards strategy. So for instance, you have a tech job function that would be on a probably high basic salary arrangement, where if we look into a sales role, it would be lower on base, but higher on, on commission. Got it. So so that's, that's the difference. Mm-mm. Okay, uh, let's take another short break. And when we come back, I want to hit you with the question about AI, because obviously over the past couple of years, that's been uh, the topic of discussion. It's become priority. Everybody is speaking about it. And as I've said on multiple shows before, it feels like this is something that's not going to go away. Um, and if I'm not talking about it at least five times per week, I feel as though I'm behind the times. Okay, <laughs> let's take a short break. Here we go. Um, folks, tell us what you think over on our WhatsApp number, 018-789-8899, of course. You are tuned into Resource Center, your one-stop shop for strategies, tactics, and tools to better build, scale, and manage your business. We're talking about the Mercer 2023 Malaysia Total Remuneration Survey. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked in on BFM 89.9, the business station. Bulldozing fine measures. BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to Resource Center, your one-stop shop for strategies, tactics, and tools to better build, scale, and manage your business. And I'm Rich Bradbury. We are talking about the Mercer 2023 Malaysia Total Remuneration Survey. It provides an analysis of the current compensation and benefit trends here in Malaysia. Speaking with us is Koi Gim Soon, market leader of Mercer Malaysia, sharing insights into salary structures, market compensation, and emerging trends in employee remuneration. Now, not too long ago, I would have been speaking about how AI is an emerging trend. Obviously, it's no longer an emerging trend. It is up there. It is mainstream. It's involved in all of our lives at one stage or another right now. Whether or not you want to admit it or not, it's there and it's here to stay. Now, let's talk about some of the findings about 
generative AI and how it will affect the workforce and compensation in Malaysia in 2023 and more importantly, obviously, in 2024. Is this across all industries or are there certain sectors that are more affected than others, would you say? Yeah, I think we should. You you are absolutely right about AI. I think it's inevitable. Um, looking into general market uh, Malaysia landscape, while we are never in the forefront of adapting any technology advancement, but um, we can't deny the fact that AI has taken over or has actually um, been implemented by organizations in a big scale, medium scale, and small scale. Yeah. Um, and I think this is something that we have actually spoken to a lot of clients. You know, some major companies have actually embarked on developing their own generative AI tool uh, within the organizations. And also a lot of organizations that we have actually spoken with are actually implementing it um, on a on a baby step basis. So some of them are actually prioritizing on a key revenue driver functions mm. to, to implement certain AI digitalization uh, functions. Uh, where else HR usually as a more corporate functions observe this in the later stage. Right. So it's probably in the phase two that you know HR is actually embarking on an AI platform. Now, um, yeah, and this is kind of. A, a question, I guess, for uh, organizations in general, when they're looking at a report like this and they're, you know, they're trying to break down the details from it, what should organizations leverage on in these reports when they are looking at their remuneration strategy and their planning? Great one, uh, Richard. I think um, I always use this analogy as treat this as a health report. So, you know, Mercer as the doctor in this case would actually help assess, you know, yeah. your, your competitiveness, of course. So with your health report, it's also a decision that you make whether uh, what do you do, you know, uh, upon receiving this health report. And health report will consist of your internal equity within your um, organizations, which helps you um, manage your talent better, you know, to attract and retain. And also to look into, you know, what kind of comparison um, that you're looking for, you know, your peers in the market that are actually poaching your talent or an industry or organizations that you are trying to develop. Um, this is where you can actually strategize your rewards better to further attract. And ultimately, I think um, what we actually usually work with our clients is really designing a rewards framework that is very relevant mm. and practical to our clients um, because ultimately, whatever reward scheme that we actually work on, it boils down to affordability and practicality to our clients. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, this is something that's, that's important to me and you because we're in the know. You know, we, we work for a business. I work for a business station. You obviously have clients involved in one thing or another. But how many kind of organizations in the region are you aware of that, that use these kind of reports? With um, multinational organizations. So um, from that perspective, we can only share what the MNCs are actually doing. Right. So this is this is something that we actually observe and work with clients across country, across regions even, um, that we help clients actually design and implement rewards philosophy. Right. So we help them design it as competitive as they can be within the capacity that they want. Um, and this is where we can actually help to really look into covering the basis, you know, um, com and ban in Malaysia especially is, is still the very fundamental and ones of employees. Yeah. So this is where we can help them craft out and even cascade it down from a global regional uh, philosophy. We actually implement it at a domestic level with further customization on how this would actually be practical on the ground. Right. And then I guess, you know, the, the fundamental question then is, you know, how, how does this kind of report help employees as well? 
Well, I, I guess ultimately um, the results of all that we actually do, you know, publication of uh, survey, working with HR professionals and also business leaders on how do we craft up the philosophy of our rewards and ultimately rewarding employees. Mm. This is where we provide a very objective views and also designing a very objective framework with no biasness in, in how we are actually approaching it. And ultimately, um, the recipient of the results on all this being done very strategically would be the employees. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess my final question then before I let you go is, overall, what is the outlook like for 2024? And I guess what should both employees and employers be looking out for? Yeah, I think when we look into um, from a... From the Malaysia landscape, you know, from a governmental view, uh, it seems like 2024 should be a year that it's rather promising for stability. Right. So we mentioned earlier on GDP, um, inflation and unemployment rate. We actually observe um, stability and very realistic forecast that is actually imposed in 2024. And also working with a lot of business leaders, um, we actually realize a lot of emphasis has been actually invested into um, doing a lot of all these people initiatives. And, you know, we talk about well-being, we talk about, you know, how do we remunerate people effectively? Um, This is very um, crucial for business owners or business leaders to really look into stabilizing the organizations and business. And as quoted um, by Richard Branson, you know, employees are the company's real competitive advantage and they're the ones that make the magic happen. So as long as their needs are met, everything should be well taken care of. And here in this case, the needs are, are actually done or actually enabled by Mercer working with business leaders to enable this whole function. Lovely. Thank you very much, Gibson. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Richard. Pleasure to be here. Absolute pleasure. Folks, we've been talking about the Mercer 2023 Malaysia Total Remuneration Survey uh, that provides an analysis of the current compensation and benefit trends here in Malaysia. I've been speaking with Kwe Gim Soon, market leader of Mercer Malaysia, who shared insights into salary structures, market competitiveness, and emerging trends here for employee remuneration. Of course, this was Resource Centre, your one-stop shop for strategies, tactics, and tools to better build, scale, and manage your business If you miss any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you normally get it from. That's available from the Apple App Store and Google Play via our app. Keep it here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.